welcome to the Wise Mind Podcast. I'm your host, Christina DeFranco, a yoga teacher, elite athlete, and anxious tornado turned mindful mover. We will be talking all things mindset and mental health to help you create breakthroughs to become your best and most authentic self. Welcome back to the Wise Mind Podcast. This is your host, Christina, here, and I am so glad that you're joining me for this week's episode. If you saw my little sneak peek on my Instagram, you may know that this week's episode is all about empathetic overwhelm. So if you self-identify as an empath, which we're going to go through what that means in a sec, These are some tips that you need to become aware of so that you can proactively ensure that you are not experiencing empathic overwhelm, which is something that is so common and can lead to burnout so easily, which is what I really want to help you guys avoid. So let's start really simple here. What exactly is an empath? So an empath is someone who has the ability to apprehend the mental or emotional state of another individual. So really simply, and put in my own words, to me an empath is just someone who feels someone else's emotions, whether it be mentally, emotionally, energetically, or all of the above, on a really deep level. So if I walk into, the, into a room and someone is really upset, my energy immediately drops, my heart sinks, and I feel for that person. I feel their energy, their emotions, and it becomes a part of me. And being an empath, it's such a beautiful thing. It's kind of like one of those things that they say is a blessing and a curse, Because to be able to understand and be compassionate and relate to another person on the level of what they're experiencing can be so beautiful and so helpful, but at the same time, it can be very difficult and very hard because you are absorbing all the energy around you and oftentimes you feel like it's not within your control because if someone's upset, You just take that on as part of you and it's just an innate part of you inside and so you can't really control whether you want to take that emotion on or not. It just happens as soon as you become aware of that space and oftentimes there doesn't even need to be a physical presence. So one thing that really inspired me to make this episode is that I've been going to the gym really consistently recently and I always see the news at the gym, especially when I'm on a cardio machine, it's facing the TVs, and they always have the news on, and I'm a person that never watches the news, not to be ignorant, and I know there's a lot of drawbacks from the fact that I don't watch the news that much, but it's honestly because it's too difficult for me. Seeing all the school shootings, seeing all the floods and tornadoes and natural disasters and terrible things that are happening, it really takes a toll on me emotionally and makes me feel so awful. So whether you're in the room with the person who's experiencing it or you're seeing it through social media, the television, whatever it may be, you just start to feel so deeply for what another person or another group of people may be going through, even though it might not directly or immediately affect you. 
And so I've been seeing all these things on the news and it's just really been hard for me. And because it's right in front of me, I find it difficult to block out because the news is intriguing. You want to know what's happening in the world. Um, and it kind of becomes a little bit of a black hole that you can go down, um, a little bit of a rabbit hole, so to speak, in the sense that once you start and see one bad thing, it all just seems to spiral. And the worst part about the news is that they never or rarely show the good stuff. There's so much beauty and good in the world, but so often they highlight the bad the ugly, the disasters, or at least put it through the perspective of the lens of something that is so tragic. And that can be really difficult on the viewer. And if you're not an empath, you won't be resonating with what I'm saying right now because I have a lot of people in my lives, especially in my family and close to me, that are not empaths. And they just think I'm crazy most of the time. They're like, just roll it off your back. It doesn't affect you. It's happening like miles and miles away from here like it doesn't directly affect you why are you letting it have so much control over your life why are you letting it control how you feel and so I really think if you're not an empath it's hard to understand that we don't have that much control over what's happening like we do to a certain extent but there's also another part of us that it's just our nature it's just who we are to feel so deeply. And sure, you can rewire your brain and make it not so. But like I said, it's a blessing and a curse. And I love my empathetic qualities and I would never trade them. But I do have to be really careful that I don't become overwhelmed and burnt out and depressed because of the things that I feel around me. So it's really important to become aware of the signs that I'm going to talk you through. And this is not an exhaustive list by any means. These are just some of the top five most common signs that I've researched and that I've experienced myself um, that I think you should become aware of. But here's the trick. A lot of empaths are always so busy caring about other people, they often forget to take care of themselves which is one of the ways the burnout comes about, but it's also because we never take the time to become aware of these signs. So even though right now I'm giving you the tools and tips you need to proactively prevent this empathetic overwhelm or empathetic burnout, if you don't slow down sometimes and take the time to check in with yourself, you won't be able to even see these signs. So I'm hoping by bringing them to your attention today, they'll be a little more on your radar, a little more in the front part of your brain, so that if some of these things start to appear in your life, it may just trigger that part of your brain that you heard in this podcast, and maybe you need to start to slow down, take some more time for yourself, turn off the news at whatever cost it may be. And so... Let's just get into our tips because with saying that, I want you to really start to be able to identify what I'm talking about and then implementing it into your life. So our tip number one is the feeling of hopelessness. It can be very common for empaths to become depressed 
because when they see the news or they experience other people's tragedies or sadness, you start to take on that sadness. You start to feel like everything is hopeless. And when I talked about going down the rabbit hole, you just start to see a cycle and all you're starting to see is the bad. And we need to start to shift that and invite the light back into our lives. But if you start to feel hopelessness or doubt or deep sadness creeping up constantly in your life, that is a key sign that you're empathetically becoming too overwhelmed emotionally and you need to take a step back. This can be so difficult because your energy as an empath draws other other people to you. People can sense you're compassionate, you're caring, you're empathetic. And so they will want to share with you. They will be more open with you because of your caring nature. And so you are already predisposed to being told more stories of sadness, of tragedy. And that can constantly become this emotional exhaustion for you that leads to this hopelessness and these feelings of depression. So really start to check in. Is that coming up in your life? Tip number two is trouble falling asleep. Whether it's your mind spinning or racing, it can be thoughts or emotions, perhaps you cry yourself to sleep, this can be one of the easier signs to spot simply because you know when you're exhausted and you can't sleep, you're physically lying in bed and you can't sleep and you're so aware of it in that moment because all you're trying to do is fall asleep and you can't. So if you notice that happening time and time again, maybe a few times a week, that's a main sign of empathetic overwhelm. You're taking on too many emotions and you're not able to control them, to compartmentalize them, to process them. And so that's something you need to check in and there's a lot of self-work that needs to be done around that. Tip number three, the tendency to procrastinate more than usual. So that can mean anything for you, and that's more personal, but if you notice maybe you're binge-watching Netflix more, maybe you're doing a lot more emotional eating or boredom eating, or perhaps you're like, oh, I'll just clean instead of doing that work. That's my thing. That's why I say that, because I always clean as a form of procrastination. And so if you're procrastinating more than you usually do, it's often a sign that you're having trouble dealing with things or you don't want to deal with things, whether that's conscious or, or subconscious. But it's really important to begin to identify that you are procrastinating more than usual. You're having trouble dealing with things, which is a key sign of overwhelm and will 100% lead to burnout. A lot of people think that just because they're procrastinating or they're watching Netflix more or they're cleaning or they're doing more things that relax them. Maybe they're sleeping more than usual as a form of procrastination, which is also a sign of depression. Um, They think that because they're doing those things, they're actually giving themselves more time and more space and that will make them feel better. But they're signs of avoidance, not of processing And you need to process the emotions, not avoid them. Because if you avoid them, they're not being dealt with. And so they will just continue to appear in your life over and over again. 
the more you push them down, the more they're going to push back. And so you can't just push them down. You need to address them. So the tendency to procrastinate is not you giving yourself self-love or time or space. It's actually doing you more harm. So become really aware of the difference between the two. Tip number four is trouble maintaining your daily routine. And this can kind of go hand in hand with the procrastination. But if you have a daily routine that you usually stick to, whether it's you're having trouble maintaining it, like you're just not doing parts of it anymore, or dreading doing parts of it that you formerly liked or formerly just didn't even mind doing, that's another sign that everything is becoming too much. When things are too much, the things we do every day start to slip. Whether it's going out with friends, whether it's being on time to work, maybe you're now a few minutes late and that never would have happened before. All these little things will add up. If you notice them when they're still small, you can put things in place to avoid that full-blown burnout. And so really take the space, like we talked about, to notice them. Be aware, be present in your life. It's so important in order to be proactive. And our tip number five is if your heart feels heavy. And so when I did my research, I didn't find that anyone said this, but it's one that I feel so often. And the more I feel it, the more I know that things are becoming too much for me. And so maybe you'll resonate with this one, maybe you won't, but I know for me it does. And if your heart feels heavy, if you have this weight that you're holding on your chest or your shoulders, wherever you hold your stress or your emotions in your body, check in with that place. And this is more of an energetic sign. But as our energy becomes blocked in our body, we become more exhausted. Our body has to work harder to do its normal processes and thus we become fatigued so much easier. And so if you have this heaviness in your body, you're consuming too much of other people's energy. And it's kind of the same with your moods and emotions. If you feel like your moods and emotions are not necessarily yours, then it's a sign that you're taking on too much. Your body, your emotions, your spirit is overwhelmed. It's working overtime. And it can't do that forever. And so you need to slow down. So these are just my top five tips to proactively try to prevent empathetic overwhelm and burnout. But if you're already experiencing some of these or you start to see them creeping into your life and would like to know how to deal with them or to how to move past empathetic burnout, let me know by sending me a DM at the Wise Mind Podcast on Instagram or at Christina.Maria.Yoga and I will be sure to record that episode for you guys. Um, I hope you guys resonated with this on some level. If you're not an empath, I know maybe this episode wasn't for you and that's okay. Thank you if you listened anyways because there's so many empath empathic people in our world and around you and in your life that it's so important to know these things because as an empath, 
we feel things so much and it can be so hard on us sometimes and sometimes we need support too but we may not be the best at asking for it because we know that everyone comes to us and so we feel selfish going to other people. And so if you resonate with any of these and would like tips to move past burnout or to really nail down and prevent burnout once these proactive symptoms are already appearing in your life, please let me know if this helped you out at all or gave you a little sense of comfort knowing that you're not the only one experiencing these things or feeling this way, please leave me a rating and review so other people can find our podcast because I would love it to help so many more people and the best way to do that is by sharing this episode. You can screenshot it, share it on Instagram, you can leave us a rating and review on iTunes or whatever podcast platform you're listening on and that would mean the absolute world to me. I will see you guys next week or talk to you next week in the next episode. Lots of love, friends. Have a great week. Thanks so much for tuning in to the Wise Mind Podcast. If you enjoyed this episode, it would mean the world to me if you would go leave an honest review on iTunes and let us know what you would like to hear more of. And don't forget to dive into our show notes at www.thewisemindpodcast.com. Until next time, I wish you all the happiness, health, and healing. Lots of love.